Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 14 of The Soul Forge podcast. Glad you could make it today. It's an interesting show. I've mentioned in previous episodes how I'd like to start incorporating guests into uh, into the podcast, and today I do have a special guest star. It's my friend Heather. You may know her from episode 77 of the Rusted Robot podcast. Hi, Heather. Hi. We can just forget the 77 episode. That'd be great. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was back in the day. Yes. That was when we were doing our summer series and talking about movies from various years. And because you were born in 1977, you came on to be a guest, and we talked about movies and TV from that year. Good times. Good times, indeed. However, today, we are not going to be talking about movies from 1977. In fact, we're not talking about movies from any year at all. Imagine that. Right? It's exciting. So, uh, we've known each other, what, since uh, late 2006, early 2007? I'm going to go with that. Somewhere around there. Yes. I I met you through your husband. Uh, We both worked at Home Depot in 2006. Yes. I quit in 2007, and then he decided that uh, he wanted to be my friend after we, after I quit. Uh, I, was, I was saying my rounds to everybody, saying goodbye, and he said, Hey, Sean, keep in touch. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean, keep in touch? You've treated me like crap for the last year. He's like, yeah, but uh, that's just because it's work stuff and you're a horrible worker, but uh, <laughs> we both like Star Trek. Does that sound like your husband? Yeah. Pretty much? Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've known each other approximately 10 years. Yes. Okay. And you've seen me through a lot of life. Yes, I have. And I've seen you through a lot of life. Yes. All right. Well, today's topic, ladies and gentlemen, is all about anxiety and depression. Now, this is probably something that you wouldn't have been able to talk about a few years ago. No, I probably wouldn't have been able to talk about it last year. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But uh, this year it's different. It is different. Okay. Uh, with me, I can't ever say that I've had anxiety. I've been anxious about certain things like speeches and class and, and that kind of thing. And, and depression, maybe a little bit. Maybe I'm just, I was just sad. I, I've talked to people about it, like counselors and whatnot. And, and they said, oh, I have some of the signs, but I think everybody has some of the signs. I think so. Um, a lot of people get being depressed because, you know, You've lost someone, which is normal being mm. depressed, you yeah. know, that with losses and stuff like that, and and anxiety about you know speeches and stuff like that. There's a difference between a, an anxiety attack and having anxiety, and there's different types of anxiety. Like I have generalized anxiety, which just means where you would not be afraid. I might be f- afraid, and I don't even know the reason why I'm afraid. I'm just nervous about everything, and my mind will run away with me. So, like, there's no specific cause? Well, sometimes there's a cause, but there can be no, no cause to it. Oh. That doesn't sound right, but... <laughs> it could just be a thing. Yes, it could you... just be a thing. Okay. And up until a few years ago, you didn't have this? Um, or you had it more mild? I don't think I knew I had it. Okay. Um, 
what, the first psychiatrist I saw a couple of years ago, of course they want background from when you're a kid, and he said, I was high functioning with anxiety and I've had it for a very long time. Since I'm turning 40 this year, so... That's not too far away, is it? No, next month. How does that make you feel? Um, I think I'm noticing that I'm old. Yeah? Yeah, not that I feel old, but little things like music. When I listen to music on the radio, I'll be like... This is crap? I don't even... uh, Yeah, you start sounding like your grandparents. What (laughs) the hell is this and why are we listening to it? Or uh, Johan will have it on the... um, the moose and all of a sudden an older song will come on and I'll be just like oh my god this is so good and it's like I've never he- heard it before it's that good <laughs> and it's like from 1992 yeah when we grew up in the 90s yeah okay so back to the whole uh, anxiety attack do you get those like is it more just like I, I don't understand that's because you've been going through this for a while and you've explained it to me and I, I don't think that I really really understand um an anxiety attack is really intense. My first time I ever had uh, an anxiety attack was when we were coming, my mom and I were coming back from England, and they said that they weren't going to have us seated together on mm. this six-hour flight home. Oh. And I start to get really anxious, and my mom's like, oh, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. You know, we, well, we can see if we can fix things up at the gate. And we, were, we had lots of time before the flight was supposed to be called, so my mom goes off to have a cigarette, and I'm sitting there, and our flight gets called, and my mom's nowhere to be seen. And I'm not a kid. I'm like, I'm married. Right. You're <laughs> and, in your 30s. Yeah. So I'm married and I'm just like, what's going on? And I just got so scared. It was like, I couldn't move, but I had to move. And in my memory, it's almost like the people just kind of pushed me back and forth till I got to the front. But I'm sure it was me yeah. walking through the crowd, but it just felt that way. And as soon as I got to the girl at the desk, she's like, can I help you? And I just started crying. You want to get on a flight really fast, uh-huh. just start crying because they want you away. So I got to oh. sit beside my mom. Nice. <laughs> being my adult sappy crying self. Right. But it was so scary. It was like, you know, they always say, oh, it's like a tiger chasing you. I don't know what it feels like to have a tiger chase me. And I'm sure I'd run a lot faster. Uh-huh. But it was like high speed. Just think of when you have to read your your speech and you go up there and you have that moment where you freeze mm-hmm. you have all the stuff going through your head and you're like oh my god yeah and just keep cranking that up and cranking it up until you can't you can't do anything you're just consumed by this panic luckily they don't usually last that long okay but and some people get them a lot worse than i do oh. i'm lucky that way i'm just anxious Hence my talking fast right now. <laughs> right. Okay. And that's understandable. We're being recorded. No, nobody's listening to us right now. It's just the two of us. But there is an invisible audience of perhaps thousands of people that may listen to this episode. Probably not. It'd be more in the dozens, but still. It could happen. It could happen. It could, this could go viral. Wouldn't that be something? That you you would could be, be famous. I could be famous. Okay. So question I have for anxiety. It's, you said you have general anxiety. And, and this thing with the airplane. Is it often the case that, okay, your brain kind of short circuits and you can't find the simple solution to the issue? Is that what happens? Um, or is there no simple sometimes. solution? Sometimes. I don't think there's a simple solution because it's it's very pers- personal. Like, everybody's been anxious for something, mm-hmm. but people who suffer from anxiety like I do, it could be out of the blue or it could be something you've been thinking about. A lot of it is uh, ruminating. So you start thinking about 
you know, like your birthday party. I'm going to go to Sean's birthday party. It's going to be fun. What if I don't know anyone? I'm probably not going to know anyone. Oh my God. What am I going to do? Who am I going to talk to? So runaway thoughts. Yeah. Maybe I just shouldn't go. Maybe I should just stay home. And it starts to sound better and better, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't want to ruin your birthday party. And I don't want to be that person. And so then I have to fight that urge to just like... Hibernate? Yeah, bow out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't make it. I'm sick. (laughs) Right. But you did come. I did come. I did do it. It was just this past weekend. And you came to the party. And you stayed for, what, an hour or two? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. We're, I did good. That's that's huge. I know it is because <laughs> normally that both when I invite either of you guys, oh, you're always oh, can I take a rain check? Can we do this another time? And you both came, both of you, yeah. a, and that was great. Happy so, birthday! Yeah, exactly. So that was nice. It was good to see you guys there. We don't get to do that very often. So back to the whole uh, anxiety thing. When I first started at the call center, we we took practice calls with each other. In, in our in our group of people in the same class, and so it wasn't live with regular real customers. So we would we would do that for a day or two, talk back and forth, pretend we were taking each other's calls. But then we had to do it live. And if now this is going back to two thousand and one, actually, so quite a while ago. But I, I remember we were we each took a turn. I think there was fifteen of us in the class, and each person would go live one at a time. And then we would all analyze the calls. And then it was my turn coming up. And I remember just sitting there trying to get into a Zen state of some kind because I was so nervous. Now, would that be considered anxiety or is that just like a a nervous kind of unfamiliar thing? Because I was scared to talk to somebody like a real live person over the phone. Well, see, that would be an anxious moment, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because I did it. And and then I ended up working at the call center for five years. You take it. Anxiety is not a bad thing yeah. when it's actually doing what it's supposed to do. Right. Um, it's when it goes into hyperdrive and you're... <laughs> right. Like I was scared. You can't get, get out of it. And I was nervous. But that wouldn't be considered a panic attack. It was just more of no, a... No. A, pa- a panic attack, no, it's it's much stronger feelings of anxiety. Like I said, I've only had a few... I've been lucky I've only had a few panic attacks. Um, but some people get them all the time and they literally have that desire to just run. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we just freeze and you're standing there, someone's talking to you and that's how my second one was. It was at work and I was just standing there and I just couldn't, couldn't talk. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And then I just started crying. So it was very embarrassing. Yeah, I guess so. Just to just start crying. And I went in the back room and. Yeah, I ended up leaving work that day. <laughs> I guess so. So so your panic attack is more like when you just shut down and you freeze. Um, and then the tears start. Yeah, when I'm having an attack. But I just, I have more issues with anxiety on a whole. Like... Well, what are some things that make you anxious? Public transportation. Just get in on the bus? Yeah, I, I can't get on the bus. It freaks me out. The thought of getting on the bus here freaks me out. Okay. And nobody understands that. They go, why? It's just the bus. I've said that to you. Yes, you have. Because I, I try to understand. Yeah. But you always, everybody has this little tone like, are you serious? What the hell's wrong with you? Yes, that, exactly. That tone, right? They have that tone like, as if of all things, you're afraid to get and, on a bus. And were you afraid of this before the two years ago thing? Yes, I've always hated going on that. It's just been worse the last yeah. few years. Yes. Okay. So Now the, it's like I just won't go on it. <laughs> all right. That's fair. And, and the bus. So what else? Talking on the phone? Calling people. If I have to call people. I hate that too. I'd, yeah. I'd rather, I would rather spend the gas 
go to the place and talk to the person face to face than do it over the phone. I don't know why that is. Going to pay for delivery drives my mom crazy. I hate to go. Oh, like when the pizza comes? Yeah, when the pizza comes, I hate to go meet the guy. Me too. I think it's because I don't like the exchange of money. Mm -hmm. If I know I've played with a credit card, then I'm okay because I just have to say, oh, thank you. Right. But if I have to handle money, I have a hard time. Because there's the whole tip thing. Yes, and I yeah. feel anxious about how much I'm supposed to give him. And yeah. is, he, is he judging me because I didn't give him enough? <laughs> that, I, that I, yeah, I know, I get it. Okay. So, so ordering, paying with money, being on the bus, other things? Yeah. You think they would enjoy There's something for everyone from entertainment and lifestyle To news and politics and more Share it on social media Believe it or not, some people don't know how great podcasts are Or even how to find and listen to them You can help change that with a click Tell your friends about your favorite podcast Thanks for spreading the word Going to places for the first time by myself hmm. Like walking in and meeting someone somewhere Yeah Like even with that, it doesn't necessarily have to be a place I haven't been You could say, oh, meet me at Christopher's and I would be scared because I knew I'd have to walk in there and it would take me forever to build it up. Okay. Oh, I'm going to meet John yeah. at Christopher's. I'm going to meet Christopher's. And, and even though you've been to Christopher's Coffee House before, you yeah. don't know who's going to be in there watching you as you come through the door. Yes. I get that. That makes sense. What else? Um, other things? There's other things. Friendships, relationships in general. I used to be really good at reading people. Mm -hmm. And then I got sick and my brain likes to twist things uh -oh. so that it doesn't... Make it worse than it is? It's, oh, it's horrible, the things my own head tells me. Yeah. Like, And so then what happens is I get upset or and I don't know how to talk about it. Mm. Because people aren't going to understand because they're going to be like, well, that's not what I meant. And even if I know it's not what you meant, it's what I felt. And so right. because I felt it, it was real. Feelings are real. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Now, before two years ago, it, it wasn't nearly as bad. Or no. It's like everything that I just took as part of who I am. Like, that's why I think he says, well, the anxiety goes really far back. You're just high functioning. It's because I didn't know that it was anxiety. I just thought that was part of who I was. Um, right. As a kid, I was visually impaired. So, yeah, it was scary to go meet somebody somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I got bullied and I got teased and... There was no knowing for sure if they were actually going to meet me at the skating rink, you uh, know. So there's a lot of insecurities that come from back then and um, cause the issues that we have as adults. That's true, yes. And have you analyzed or have they told you why what, what happened two years ago to make the switch and make it so much worse? No. Um, they said that uh, pretty much this can just happen. There doesn't have to be a big event. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be something simple, you know, as emotional as I am, and you know, I'm very emotional. Yes. I still keep a lot inside. And so I just let it fester, fester. And then at some point I just can't take it anymore. Well, before I could deal with that. And now I can't, I have no choice. I have to address it because it finally got too much. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's anxiety. Do you also have depression? Yes. Is that I part do. of it? Like, are they intertwined, or is um, one separate from the other? Can you have one and not the other? Of course. Okay. You'll, you'll, you'll find a lot of people who have anxiety that don't have depression. Okay. And I don't know about you, but over the last few years, on, on Facebook and other social media, I've noticed everybody's talking about their anxiety and depression, whereas before, 
the last few years nobody ever talked about it and now oh it's this that and the other thing and i'm like holy crap is everybody on pills like what the heck i think it's because it's always been there but there's such a big stigma about and that's finally gone and i don't think it's gone yet but i think we're working on it it's disappearing because people are speaking up and they're saying you know what i've got this i got this Mm -hmm. okay and life's stress more stressful i think than perhaps in other times or in a different way you know before you'd hear you know a man had a breakdown at work because the work was too much you wouldn't really hear about women because mm-hmm. they were just women and women are emotional beings well, but... she's just hysterical yeah right yes uh, yeah things are changing they are and so how does depression differ from the anxiety oh for me it's horrible when i'm anxious i also have more energy so on that side it's nice but it's being pushed it's like constantly being pushed but when i'm depressed you know, I have the... Um, it's like you're drained? You're drained. I just want to stay in bed and I cry. It's like the first time I had my heart broken. It is very intense and it just... I'm sitting there with heartache for something I don't even know. Why? Why am I hurting? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm hurting. I get that. So when uh, when I had the breakup with Bridget and I was doing all the positivity memes and stuff for like months and months, would you say that was depression or was that working through it? Or was that a combination? I think watching you go through it, because I was close to you while you were going through it, mm-hmm. I think it was just your way of processing okay. how you were feeling, because you don't really talk about your feelings so much, so it was a way of getting them out without admitting it. <laughs> that makes sense. And now I do a whole podcast all about my feelings. I know, it's amazing. Yes, it's a, it's a new me. So, like I said earlier, I went to, uh, I can't even remember where I went, it was five, six, seven years ago, to uh, once-a-week counseling for depression. It was in a group, and, and we had to write things down and do this and that and the other thing. But I don't know if I was actually really depressed or just meh, you know? Is, is there a difference between being depressed and just feeling meh? Yes, for there, sure. There is, eh? Yeah. Just like, like a general dissatisfaction with where your life is. Yes. I don't know if that's the same as depression or Depression not. is kind of like, you know, the feeling you get when you have loss or heartache but without the reason for it you know like I can literally talk on the phone with you and laugh Mm -hmm. and have a good talk and hang up the phone and go sit in a corner and bawl my eyes out like a child because I'm just so sad but you hit it during the phone call but I was fine during the phone call okay so there's moments of levity sometimes you have to and you have to open yourself up to those you know those People are always like, oh, well, you have to get out there. Well, it's really hard when you have an anxiety and depression to get out there. And when you have friends that are great enough to come over and visit you, it's a big thing. Because you have to be comfortable enough to let them in. And I think that's that's a big deal, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was very helpful to have people that would just mm-hmm. come be with me. You know, those that there's that meme and it's like, you know, I can't... Uh, can't stop the storms, but I'll, I'll sit with you. I can't remember the exact thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like that, you know. Sometimes, it's not like somebody else can come and fix you when you're depressed. Mm-hmm. But they can support you, and that's, that's what really matters during those times. So while you're depressed, you can feel happy? Or is that... I'm going to say no. There's no access to the happiness? Because now I can, I'm starting to feel happy, but mm-hmm. for two years pretty much. Happiness has been very 
odd. Like, it's not a, a normal occurrence. Like, I can have pleasant times. Mm-hmm. I had quite a few pleasant times. But I remember, and I, I don't know if do you remember just recently, I had to ask you if I was a happy person before I got sick. Yes. And it's a very sad place to be when you don't even remember whether or not you were happy because it's been that long. Right. I was happy and I didn't even know what to do with the emotion because I didn't recognize it. Yeah, you always came across as uh, carefree and bubbly and you were always smiling and laughing and making jokes. <laughs> you remember that? No. <laughs> you, don't, you don't, eh? No, I don't. Okay. It's like I completely don't remember. I keep wanting to be who I was before. Yeah. But you can't be that person anymore because so much has happened. Because you've gone through this two-year odyssey. Yeah. And it's just been such a journey. And I'm still, like everybody else, I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> Some days are horrible, but, you know, I just just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. It's what you do. Keep moving forward. That, yes. That's what I always say. You just got to get through it. Actually, when I came over here this afternoon to record this episode with you, you just said that you had just finished listening to the Brothers Road Trip. <laughs> yes. And, and you were laughing about that. Yes, hands down. The best one so far. Best one so far. Well, your serious ones are good, but like that just killed me. Your brothers are awesome. And you didn't find it too long? No. I could listen to that all day long, though. <laughs> I, I was laughing as I was editing it for getting rid of the pauses and whatnot. So, yeah, it was, it was amusing. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Your family will get you when nobody else can, right? Because they true. know you're... Whether you want to talk or not, they know you. <laughs> yeah, and and originally I was going to make that the first episode of the Soulforge podcast, but you said it was best that I'm happy that you you didn't do it that way because we've had some time to to get to know you. Like even though I've known you for like a decade, there's stuff on those episodes so that I didn't know because I don't talk about that stuff. No, right. You're pretty good at avoiding. I'm I'm an avoider, yes. and I'm from a family of repressors, so. Yeah. A lot of, uh, lot, lot of mental Ill- illness in my family, too. So, yeah, I know. But, yeah, w- would, you, would you classify me as depressed? Or have you ever seen me depressed? Or just sad? You I worry about because you smile when you don't want to smile. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Like, you're very good at faking it. Oh. And I don't think everybody catches on to it. Not everybody pays attention. Because there's... There's little things about you when you're not... I have tells? You have tells, yeah. Oh, boy. But you can you can tell them. Yes, I can tell them most of the time. I'm not saying all the time. Right. I'm probably fooled, but um, you're the type of person that if something happened and you, you took your life, and I know you'd never do that, but if it happened, you know, people would be like, oh, but Sean seemed so happy recently. And it's just because you, you're good at focusing on the things that you enjoy, mm-hmm. like you're your geeky stuff, and when you're doing that, you can pull off being happy without actually being happy inside. So So I should have gone to Hollywood to be an actor. Yeah, maybe you should have. Oh, man, I miss my calling. You could have been a happy person, though. You have to be a happy person all the time, not one of those miserable people. Oh. See, I don't don't think I'm miserable, but I don't see myself as a happy person. I'm more of an even keel. Yeah, you're not, like, manic or anything. It's not like you go through cycles of craziness, but... Yeah. Excuse anybody who is actually manic depressed. We're all in the same boat. Yeah, true enough. Yeah. Anything else that we should know about depression? How do you get out of it? How do you? It's like a deep, dark hole that you have to climb out of, right? And the yeah. and the walls keep caving in. I think it's more like a race. This okay. is how I I have felt this whole time. It's like somehow 
Someone picked me up and threw me in a race, entered me in a race that I didn't want to go on, of course, because, like, running, no. Who wants to do that? And it's just like, you're in a race, you're by yourself, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so you're, you're running, and you can see your friends and your family on the sideline, because I've had a really good support network. Yes. But I can see them there, but it's like I can't reach, reach them? them. And, you know, I'm running, and things are going great, and then I stumble and I land on my face. And then... I get back up, I'm getting cheered along, and everything's great, and I feel good, and then I get exhausted, and I have to walk for a bit. Mm. You know, um, it's it's just little thing after little thing. You really have to focus. It's like feeling the worst that you've ever felt and not wanting to feel it anymore, but you can't do anything about it because you know that you'd hurt other people, and I'd never had those thoughts. No. Not like that. Yeah. Maybe when I was a teenager, but... Yeah. Emotions are crazy when you're a teenager, though. Yeah. That, that's a rough time for anybody. You're still on your healing journey. Yes. And like you told me, memory is a big thing that uh, is affected by all this. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Like you, you can just easily lose your train of thought. Yes, if I think about two things or one thing branches off, mm-hmm. I'll get lost at the branch. <laughs> yeah, it, happen, it happens all the time. Yeah, I know. Your, your thoughts are uh, in too many different directions and they just go. It's just because depression is such a big topic. It's it's huge, and it's so individual of a journey. Everybody's um, experience is different. You know, I went into a an inpatient program, and it was the first time in my life where I ever felt like I fit in. And it was kind of funny, you know. Like I went to be with a bunch of depressed people, and we all just got along. It was good. Um, <laughs> you were all happily depressed together? Yes, yeah. um, because you have that support. It was the first time where I'd been anywhere where... I didn't have to try to explain it because I felt like that was my whole thing was trying to figure ways to tell you right. how I felt that you could relate to, like a race, yeah. you know, where I keep tripping up. You can relate to that mm-hmm. and how it would be discouraging and it could be painful. But, but your, your fellow patients just got you. They just got me. They knew that, you know what, sometimes I just want to sit in my room and read a book. I don't want to socialize. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and... Um, if I'm quiet, doesn't necessarily mean I don't like you or I don't want to be around you. It's just, I'm introverted and depressed, so it makes it... <laughs> I'm introverted, depressed, and I've got anxiety. Yes. Give me a break. Yeah. It's really weird because I can, I can really, um, be bought between being anxious and then going into, to like, a depressed episode and then being okay and then doing it again, uh, finding the meds that worked for me. hmm and you well, finally found them? I think so. I think I'm doing much better now than... You are. I was. I can I can um, vouch for that. You seem a lot better. Yeah, treatment taught me a lot about myself mm-hmm. and about other people and other mental illnesses. Um, I was in a mood and anxiety uh, program. And they go back about core uh, values, but negative core values. Oh. Like, for example, when I was a child, mm-hmm. I have an older brother. Yeah. What do other older brothers do to younger siblings? They're not very nice. They're not. I am an older brother, I know. Yes, so my older brother was your typical boy-girl thing. You know, I remember him telling me I was fat or I was ugly and and mean. He was just really mean to me for no reason. Like, Because that was his job. That was his job. He was my big brother. and, And that in itself is not the problem. It's that as I grew up, other people reinforced those negative things. So they became part of you. So they became part of me. So, yes, 
doesn't matter what size I am, mm -hmm. what my hair looks like, if I have makeup on, if I don't, there's always part of me that always feels... Fat and ugly. Fat and ugly. Right. And it's... Even though, you know, you work on it, you can say, I look pretty today, and it's hard. Like, I don't believe myself. So now I started, you know what? I have very pretty eyes. Or, you know what? I like the shape of my mouth. So you focus on one feature well, One feature. Find something, anything, and focus on that one thing instead of making it everything. And that helps. For me, yes, it helps. Good, good. So overall, since the whole episode started two years ago and you've gone through the treatment and it's been a year since you've been out of the program, do you feel like you're improving? Do you, do you see the, the progress? I definitely see the progress. Um, even from just a few months ago, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm becoming more stable. Um, the changes in my mood are not as quick mm -hmm. and not as down. They're more regulated, I'd say. Good. Yeah, you're doing a lot better. So I have sure. those moments where I can I can laugh and I can feel that joy in that moment. That's important. It is. Gratitude is also very important. Luckily, I have that in spades. You do. You do. <laughs> yes, you do. Like yes, that's good. So, is there anything else about anxiety and depression that you think our listeners should know? Any final thoughts? I think they should know that they're not alone. Um, if they think that things don't seem right, like you've been down for a long time and and your mood's just not going up um, or sometimes a uh, good key is watching your friends because your friends will start they don't mean to but they'll they'll treat you a little bit different uh -huh. um, so so take those cues and and go get help talk to someone even if it's a close friend or if you can't do that there's helplines there's mm -hmm. crisis lines there's internet everywhere yes you know weak not sick not weak weak not sick something like that there's a, there's a saying <laughs> there's a there's a website and that's the it I found that one one good because the guy has a blog, and he talks every day about different issues, so seek out the help that's the first thing, and I know our healthcare system sucks sometimes. It was for me like I called saying I was suicidal, and they pretty much told me um to present to the hospital if I felt it again, wow. but that I couldn't get to see my doctor for a month. Jeez. So I could go to the clinic or I could go to the hospital, and I found that hard because this is a very personal thing. I want to talk to my doctor. Well, yes. So I had no choice but go to a clinic, but just do it. And if people aren't listening to you, go to another place. Get a second opinion. Keep going until you get the help. Yes, it's very important. You don't have to be alone. There's lots of us out there. And there's support groups and all kinds of things. Yes. Excellent. Well, I wanted to thank you for sharing your story with us today. My pleasure. I'm sorry it goes all over the place, but I have a hard time focusing. <laughs> That's part of the disease, right? Yes. So there you go. That's all very good. All right, Soul Forgers, thanks for uh, coming and listening to episode 14. Thanks to Heather for all the uh, valuable information. Uh, remember, you can uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. Is there a spot where you can be followed on social media? Not yet, but coming soon. All right, very good. And when I... When you get that information, give it to me, and I will update our listeners on that. Perfect. All right. So this has been episode 14. Thanks for coming by. And remember, we don't have to agree on anything to be kind to one another. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Soul Forge. I hope you found some value in it. To contact the show, please email soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at soulforgepod. We are Soulforge Podcast on Facebook, and you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. 
please spread the Soul Forge word by rating and reviewing us in iTunes and by telling everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the Forge! <laughs>